Hey guys, again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our show. And if you love what you see, and I know you do, please rate, review, and subscribe. It would mean so much to us. Yeah, it absolutely means the world to us. Helps us get out to a wider audience. Really just capture more people that we can help you with this show. Again, you're getting value. Check us out. Thank you again. So grateful to you. Well, hello again, and welcome back to the Jason and Peely Project. Super excited for today's show. And of course, if you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button, go down there, give us a like, give us a rating review. It doesn't have to be five stars. We just want to hear what you're thinking about, what we can bring to you better, make the show, bring you as much value as possible. Today, we're super excited. We have Dan Lesniak on the show. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm, I'm excited to be here today. Good, man. Well, we're psyched to have you. And Dan's a billion-dollar real estate agent, best-selling author, investor, developer, and coach. And Dan's hyper-local strategy led to one of the fastest starts in real estate with over $22 million in sales in his first year. And since then, Dan and Carrie Scholl's combined team has grown to 80-plus members and sells over $300 million in volume annually. So, Dan, that's super impressive, man. When you were first starting out, did you have the grand thought process of growing this big or as it happened you said wow I, I have this down let's keep expanding yeah it was it was an accident really <laughs> so yeah I never I never thought I would get into real estate never thought I would be an agent I did I did buy and sell a lot because in from an early age because I was in the Navy so I, I bought my first home with a VA loan in 2003 it was a single family home in Jacksonville that I bought with no money down for like 180k, and I, I sold it a couple of years later for 240. And um, you know, at the time, on a junior officer Navy salary, that was amazing. So I, I got a an early start, you know, in in real estate. But I, I got into it by accident. It actually came after my career in in the Navy uh, was over. I transitioned. I was a defense contractor got my MBA and I thought I'll, I'll go out and I'll be a strategy consultant and work this uh, dream job, you know, for like McKinsey or BCG and put in my 80 hours a, a week and travel every day and all that. And, uh, you know, make like 150,000. And my timing was really bad. It was 2010, 11. And I, I interviewed like 55 times and just kept Companies were interviewing, but not really hiring that much during that time period for the you know, people that remember it back then. It was coming off the heels of the Great Recession. And um, the number one piece of feedback I got from most of these uh, interviewers was, we, we think you would be good on the technical side, but consulting involves sales and you don't seem to have the sales part down. So we recommend you go get an experience somehow in, in sales and come back to us. So I got my real estate license thought I would do it as a side hustle and it, it just took off so much that after a few months I had to quit my real job and um, the rest is kind of history. It just, it just expanded from, from there. So you have everyone telling you you can't sell and here you are selling millions of dollars later on. So it's so pretty funny how you make that transition. What did the Navy teach you from, from that background to move into real estate? What, what are some of the through lines? Yeah, so definitely discipline and, and consistency. You know, I think there's a tendency sometimes with real estate agents, since a lot of them aren't W-2 or most of them aren't W-2, most of them don't really have a, a boss per se. And, and, you know, and even like the agents on our team, like they've got a lot of structure, but it's, it's definitely not the same as a W-2 job. So I think a lot of them struggle with 
just consistently doing work. And it's, it's this old adage uh, or, or, or problem that, that humans have or in general of connecting actions now that, that are going to have little short-term consequences, but major long-term consequences. Like if, if I don't go out and prospect today or reach out to some past clients or come up with a new marketing strategy, that's not going to really change my economics tomorrow or, or even in like 20 days or 30 days. But if I make that decision several days in a row or half of the days, right? Like in a year, that's going to add up to, to a big, uh, a, a big difference in, in trajectory in, in life. And I think real estate agents struggle and just like, just like human beings, like it's the same with dieting, like eating a bag of chips, isn't going to make you gain 20 pounds today. But if you do that for a year, every day, you know, it might happen. So I think in general, there's this challenge to connect, uh, decisions to long-term results when there's a lack of short-term feedback. So the Navy really instilled in me that, that doing your job, you know, every day, discipline, uh, and consistency. Yeah, right. It's that consistency that pays off. And you're absolutely right. You, you just, it, many times, if you, you haven't seen the success of it, you can't imagine that the small steps you're taking are going to lead you to that success. So you ultimately say, well, this can't be important, right? You know, me sending follow-up letters or me reaching out to, to 10 prospects, you know, like three times a week. Well, it's not getting me anything now. I'm just getting a lot of yeses, but it's, it's ingraining that, that repetition in your process. And then people start to remember you, right? You have that, that come back to you. When, when you were first starting out, and you, what were some of the, the steps in your core business? that you could talk to that could help other agents today who are maybe struggling trying to find their their foot their footing in this whole process yes yeah, so what, what happened uh, or, or helped me which i wrote about in my book the hyperlocal hyperfast real estate agent that that the thing that made the most impact was really narrowing my focus and it's counterintuitive and most agents try to kind of be everything to everybody same with investors probably and uh it, it's it's, it's, it's counterintuitive, but the, the less you focus on, the, 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 the bigger, the deeper you can take it. And I focused on 189 condos in the building that I lived in that, you know, I knew the product well. I knew the type of person who would want to live in there. And, and you know, I, I was just able to connect with them because I had a very, very narrow focus so i think it's you know that that old rockefeller saying like put your eggs all in one basket and and watch that basket so i would i would challenge real estate agents to and investors to to kind of come up with a narrow strategy and, and uh, focus on that and say no to everything else until you can scale and 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 and, and do it or, or at least put like 80 percent of your focus on like your main thing and if, if you need you know some some extra time to scratch that curiosity kind of diversity itch then you know reserve like 10 to 20 percent of your your resources for that but you gotta you gotta put most of your core focus into a uh, small area 
Yeah, and I absolutely agree, right? And I can hear, I can hear the talk track from people listening, right? Well, well, I'm going to miss out on opportunities. But what happens there is you never actually get to find what you want. So you're actually limiting the opportunities that come across to you because you're looking at everything and you're really not mastering your process at all. What really helped us is that, you know, we were doing various t- types of, you know, real estate investing and, and it was all going fine, but we weren't crushing it past the middle until we said, listen, we're going to go all in with large multifamily. And we really honed it on that model and then got really selective and even the product there, right? We don't focus on multifamily all across the country. We, we pick select markets and we really dive in, but it allows us to be ahead of the thing. And although, you know, there's only going to be as many opportunities there, we're going to quickly be able to figure out what are good opportunities for us instead of saying, hey, let's look at all these opportunities. And by the time we can identify what's actually good, we've missed the boat or we've missed the opportunity or we actually don't even know how to identify what's good. So your business has you. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't, you don't probably hear of real estate investors that crush it in multifamily, crush it in flips, crush it in wholesaling, crush it in mm-hmm. private lending and do it in multiple markets. Like I just, I don't, I don't hear those kind of kind of stories. And, you know, maybe until you get really massive and can hire and scale, but. I think it's the, the really the meetups and, and the, the RIAs that, that really hurt that concept because people go there and they're trying to learn about real estate and every month they, they, they just can't, they get something new, right? And so they, they never can get fully developed into something because, you know, okay, this month's tax liens, next month's flipping, next month's Airbnb, next one's multifamily, next one's wholesaling. And by, by this time, they're always trying to, they're, they're juggling the bag into the next one and they never really dive in. And, and you're right. You just, you have to dive in at a point and at least you'll figure out quickly whether or not you like it too sometimes it, we spend so much time in the learning phase by the time we actually get to the doing part we realize very quickly just some of the steps of doing i, I relate this to flipping right you're like you'll spend you know two years like learning how to flip a house right never flip a house and then you'll say okay i'm ready to go i've learned everything i can on this and you start flipping and, and you, you realize you hate working with contractors right where if you could have learned yeah. that a lot earlier in the process and said man you know like i here i just spent two years wasting my time right so you you do this now with, with your your agent business you've grown to have so many different people as part of your team what's been one of the biggest learning lessons growing a productive team yeah i think i think one of the, the biggest lessons in, in going from like a small team to a large team is you need to con- consistently upgrade your your talent, right? Like you can't you can't scale without great people, systems, and culture, right? So you 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 got to have great people to build great systems, and you know long term you keep them with culture. And I think. There's, there's a couple common mistakes. I'll just cover some of them that, that people make. Uh, one, they keep people too long. So sometimes you make a bad hire and you know right away that, that even though we thought this person was great or we overlooked this flaw because of A, B, C, D, they're just not going to work out. But people, people try to prolong it. And I think it goes back to the... Uh, loss aversion right so so people people have an aversion to to loss they've actually proven this mathematically with investments like people will take more risk to avoid a loss than than the risk they'll take to press a gain um because nobody nobody likes to say they had a loss and it's the same with hiring someone even if you even after you recognized that you hired them you you put in time and effort and, uh, or your team effort 
and, and your ego kind of gets in the way and you think that they're just going to magically change and it almost never happens. Like if, if, like once you think someone won't work out, it's like 99.99% chance that, 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 that it's right. But, so, so I think too many people hang on to people in those situations. And then I think, I think sometimes uh, people hang on to people too long as they grow. So if you're running a team of like five or 10, uh, there might be someone who's great at that level. But when the team gets to 40, 50, you know, that, that person's kind of stayed at a loyalty and um, they, they may not be, they may have been great for 10, but not, not at 50. And, and, and those I think are some of the, some, some dangerous people because out of, out of loyalty and just familiarity they've been around it's it's easy to to let those kind of people stay and um you know i i think that's a just a, i see that mistake a lot and you know we've we've made that one like each of these mistakes by the way um are things that we have have done and, and learned so if you're listening to this um you know no, yep. that this is coming from a place of like we have messed this up. So, so hopefully, uh, you are less likely to make this same mistake in the future. Um, and then the the final kind of thing with growing a team, building a team is hire sooner. I see too many agents have some success and get to the six figure, or even like two to three, you know. <laughs> uh levels of six figure like like 250k of, of net income and they just stay there and there's nothing wrong with that per se but i think i think a lot of them stay there because they're afraid to go out and hire someone on a 40 50k salary to to do the admin work a lot, a lot of times you'll see these two to 300 level uh kind of you know net income producers you'll see them go out and hire a buyer's agent and now you're doing the admin work for yourself and that buyer's agent instead of, you know, making your first hire a fixed salary position. So those are like the kind of the three well, it's, things it's, I, would, I would focus on not doing. It's, well, it's really good you said that, right? Because sometimes we focus not on the, we, we just, we, we don't want to pay out, right? Because we think we, we'll save the money in a deep end, but then we're doing all this busy work that's really work that's underneath the, the dollar amount of the, the money you're actually producing that brings in all your money, right? So, you know, you're, you're, you're putting in, you're, you're putting your contracts in, you're doing all the, the busy work and all the follow-up work there where you can have an admin come in, you can really scale. And when you are making that first hire, what are, what are some things you're looking at in, in terms of bringing on that admin person? What's, what's a highly effective agent or some of the key resources they need in having that first hire? Yeah, uh, before I get to that real quick, just one, one quick thing. This kind of connects back to what I said earlier on uh, that, that agents and human beings in general have a problem connecting uh, long-term yeah yeah results right long-term things with with, with short-term decisions that don't have immediate feedback and when you make this first hire or, or really any hire this person's going to make you less profitable in the next couple of weeks or month usually because you have to you have to put into it you've got to put training time and money into it and it might take three months 
for them to increase your efficiency, productivity, and profit. It might take longer. You might, you might screw it up and have to start over with someone else, right? But this is just another example of a, a you know, if you were to make your decision based on that, you're, you're prioritizing short-term results over long-term results. Um, so that's, that's why I think a lot of people don't do it. And you could probably talk to businesses too like that because lots of times businesses will fail because they've had a short-term perspective, right? And they, they won't think about the future of where a business is going because they're hiring based on what's, what's happening with, or they're doing things that are basically what they need now, right? And so you think about that even in, you, you could think of real estate businesses, you could think of restaurants, all kinds of different businesses, right? So it's funny you say that when I, when I put it in my mind, I say, yeah, that, that's just a lot of things. People forget to look at that big case scenario, maybe because when they first started out, this was a hobby or something else. And now they jump into it and start realizing that they're having success, but they're still into that short-term thought process growing forward. Yeah, no, I, I, and then the other mistake people will make with it, and then I'll answer the, the question for real, but sure. the other mistake people make is uh, they wait too long and then they make the hire. So now they're like really, really busy and they need someone urgently. So they hire, they lower their standards to get someone in there quicker and they're busy, so they don't have the time to properly train them. And when you, you know, you could probably suffer one of those and, and still be okay. But when you hire someone who's underqualified and you then under train them or don't give them that initial time up front, uh, it's not going to work out. And then a lot of times they say, well, I tried that. It doesn't work and they don't do it again. So you, you got to realize that if you wait too late, you're going to be more likely to mess it up and don't use it as an excuse to not go do it. The person you should hire first should either be an admin or an inside sales agent, someone to, to get on the phone and, and, and book you more leads, book you more appointments, make more calls. And then your second hire should be, you know, whichever one you didn't hire the first time, then you go out and get the buyer's agent. But in that admin role, you are, are gonna wanna find someone who's detail oriented process oriented someone that values stability and and someone that values security you know you're providing that in the form of a steady paycheck and, and you know some systems that you'll be building with that person so i think in your interview you want to you want to ask them questions or even just how they they send you your resume like don't just post up an ad and tell them to send your resume tell them to you know put a cover letter and and uh, address these two or three things in the cover letter. Sometimes we actually tell them to put their favorite color or band in the subject line uh, just to see, you know, if, if they actually follow instructions. You yeah. want someone who's process oriented, detail oriented, uh, you know, in an admin role. If, if you're hiring for that inside sales agent, you're going to want sim similar to an agent, you're going to want someone that's financially driven. Right, because uh, if they're booking appointments for you, you should structure it that they get a percentage of the appointments mm -hmm. that they book for you. So you're going to want to make sure they're financially driven.
so really for that point, when, when you're talking about that higher process oriented is perfect, right? Cause you, you want to know that the process you're going to be putting together in your business is going to be able to be carried out even before you're getting into it. So it's not a learning on the fly. And now as you're growing your business, you've implemented these steps as you've moved forward where your growth trajectory has continued to go. You know, we, we go on these points where we have these increases in these uh, and plateaus, increases in plateaus. We're constantly reassessing as you've grown now at this stage, what are you doing going forward? What is that? What are the small steps you're taking today to continue to grow your business at this maximum level? Yeah, well, we're always feeding our core business, which is the real estate brokerage and sales team. So um, a lot of what we focus on is recruiting agents, recruiting people for that, that team, training them and then generating buyer and seller leads. But then we're also looking at how do we add different adjacent businesses to it like we've added a title joint venture mortgage joint venture we did that kind of stuff early on now now we've brought in a coaching platform through hyperfast agent we've brought in development so we've got over a hundred condos you know most 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 of them are like 10 unit projects but but over a hundred doors total coming in the next 18 months that are you know basically big flips for us so you know it, it's just all about continuing to upgrade the people around you that, that are either you're hiring or that you're partnering with. Yeah. You see, that's great. Cause you actually pull, pull it full circle here, right? You really started in your space and you really just crushed your space. And at that point, then you grew and brought the team around you. It could support you so you can go into other points. And now you've expanded out to bring in all these other points between title and mortgage and development and really in your coaching business to really allow you to grow out the platform. And it's just the exact model you just talked about earlier, right? So not start, you didn't start with all these points and say, okay, I'm going to try and do development. I'm going to try and coach. I'm going to try and, you know, have a title company that we're joint venture and mortgage. And then we'll do this agent thing as well. We'll see how it works where ultimately people try and start that way and they're just mastering nothing. So I mean, Dan, this has been great. If you had three key takeaways to success that you see across your team and your success that you could share to really share with the listeners, what would they be? Yeah, I think, I think one thing is to, to do hard things, right? Even if it's not in business. So a lot of times people ask me like, why do you train for Ironman races, ultra marathons? And, um, you know, I think one of the reasons is life today is easier than it's ever been. Even with this global pandemic going on, there's not like a human being, I think, in the world that would choose to, to come live in a different time period or different country, I think, if, if you're, you know, in the United States. And um, it's just so the, the, the drawbacks of all that, the, the, of how awesome and amazing a time period that this is to live in is that it is almost too easy and, and people get lazy and complacent. So I think doing challenging things, even if it's not in business or not related, uh, is, is, is one thing. Um, that I would focus on. So like go do something that challenges you and, uh, and, and see how that helps you in all areas of life. I think the second thing is to think long-term, right? Think about the compound effect. Like 
know that that potato chip bag is not going to kill you today or sitting on the couch is not going to kill you or watching Netflix instead of doing work is not going to like destroy your business overnight. But if you compound those decisions, yeah, it'll, it'll have a uh, extremely you know, negative effect. And I think the third thing is know that failure is good. Like if you fail at your first hire, that's a good thing because you learn something for, you know, for the, the second round or the second time you do it. So like you, if you're not failing, that probably means you're not going anywhere. Yeah. I love that. So do hard things. Think of the long term. It's just a compound effect of your actions and failure is good as long as you're taking the feedback from it to really move forward. Dan, that's been awesome, man. Hey, so for everyone who's listening, what's the best way to find out more about you to connect, learn more about what you're doing? Yeah. If, if you want to learn about uh, what we're doing for to coach and, and help real estate agents, you can just you can go to hyperfastagent.com. And if you want to connect with me on social media, I'm on all of them, LinkedIn and Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm even on TikTok a lot now. Uh, my handle is my name, D Dan Lesniak. And uh, you can c- connect with me there and learn about my team. If, in, if you're, uh, you know, an agent in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, or, or learn about our, you know, the different projects we're doing. If you want to learn, you know, how to partner with us on, on some of those or invest in those, uh, just connect with me on social media. And super grateful for you coming on the show today. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, it's just another, another amazing day doing, uh, zooms and home podcasts is pretty cool actually that's right it's a great life man so again thank you so much thank you to all listening talk to you shortly join us for your second cup of coffee every monday through friday at noon live every day bringing us our best content we've done so far super excited super engaging bunch of great guests we're here to answer your questions and we so appreciate you listening make sure to check this out can't wait to see you